Amy is a mom of a two and a half year old toddler who has struggled with constipation since birth. On today's episode, I'm answering Amy's question that she left via my Ask Allison program on how she can alleviate her daughter's constipation naturally and what to do about grainy poop her daughter is struggling with. If you have a child dealing with constipation and poop problems, or you are just interested in how dealing with children's constipation differs or is similar to adults, then this podcast is for you. Hey friend, welcome to the Better Belly Podcast. Do you want freedom from bloating and constipation? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling natural constipation remedies, causes for bloating, or recipes and exercises to help constipation? Are you frustrated with the mind game of trying to figure out what foods are helping or hurting your gut? Hey, I'm Allison, mom, wife, and functional gut health practitioner. At a young age, bloating and constipation were my constants. I didn't know what to do and wished I could just live a normal life focusing on my passions, my job, and my family. I was tired of abdominal pain that woke me up at night and wasting time and money on gut health remedies that just didn't work. Breakthrough moment, the functional medicine and osteopathic approach to gut health. In this podcast, you will find natural remedies for bloating and constipation, practical, doable belly exercises and massages, and debunk the myths about what really is causing your tummy problems. So toss out those laxatives and say goodbye to that embarrassing gas. Your gut health is calling. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. Hey, Allison. Uh, my name is Amy, and I am just reaching out to you with a question um, in regards to my daughter and um, for your podcast, for the Better Bellies podcast. Um, so my daughter is two and a half. She experiences chronic constipation, um, and we have been dealing with this since since she was born. Um, she has congenital hydrocephalus and a, a VP shunt. She was shunted at one month old. Um, she hasn't had any complications from the shunt itself, but we were told that it definitely um, impacts bowel movements uh, with having a shunt draining into your abdomen like that. So anyways, we have um, experienced chronic constipation for our little girl. We have to give her Restorelax uh, daily in order to help her have regular bowel movements. So we are just looking for some better, healthier options for her to help her feel a little bit better, um, to be able to be less constipated, and just to not have to be on Restorelax for her whole life would be really meaningful to us. So if you have any tips for me, that would be wonderful. On top of the constipation, she also experiences grainy poops. And when I say grainy, I mean that uh, the it has like a bit of a sandy texture to it almost. Um, and it's very, very hard to... Uh, to wipe off of her bum when I'm changing her diaper. Um, it is very small and gritty. I guess gritty is a better way to describe the texture of it, and she will have have that kind of um, texture to her poops almost always. Um, I'm not really sure what's causing it because, like, we don't 
she doesn't like eat sand or anything like that um, from our sandbox or anything like that. So, um, yeah, so that's basically the rest of my question is just what are some ways that we can help her to um, have easier bowel movements without having to be on a laxative for um, long term. So for some natural uh, things that she can take or things that we can do to help her out. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey, Amy, thanks so much for submitting a question to the Ask Allison program. If you are listening and you want to ask me a question as well to be answered here on the podcast, just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash askallison or click the link in the show notes and you can leave a voice message anonymously or with your name, just like Amy. But to dig into today's question, I'm going to separate my answer into two, two main parts. Number one, pooping more often. And number two, grainy poop and a third consideration towards the end. So number one, when it comes to pooping more often, and I've done this with my daughter, I've done this with some other children, I would highly recommend magnesium citrate. If you're just trying to, this won't necessarily fix them so that they can poop on their own, but if you're trying to sub out something that's not uh, medication or a laxative, then magnesium citrate is something you can look into. So what I do with children, when it comes to magnesium citrate, you can get it either in pill form. I recommend something called Pure Encapsulations. You can get it from my Fullscript account by going to betterbellytherapies.com slash Fullscript for anything I'm about to mention. But magnesium citrate, you can get in pill form and you can either sprinkle it onto their food. So if they have applesauce, if you're feeding them some soup, if you, um, even if it's like a lasagna, as long as you can kind of get the the powder into it and make sure that they eat that portion of the food, um, then you can do that form or you can put the powder even into their juice or some milk when my daughter was an infant and she had a couple she had a couple bouts of constipation I just grabbed my magnesium citrate from a pill form and I mixed it into her a bottle that she was taking and it was went in just fine perfectly fine um the other option you have, especially if they're a toddler, because they're now like drinking liquids, is you can get something called Natural Calm, and it can come, it's sweetened with stevia, it can come, its ma- main flavor is lemon, lemon raspberry, something like that, and you just can mix it into water, and usually it tastes pretty nice, so as long as your kid's okay with the flavor, they might enjoy drinking that too. So how much you give them, so a magnesium citrate pill uh, is 150 milligrams. I typically am giving an adult between 150 and 300 milligrams per serving. So like every time you take it. So what you would do if you're on the conservative side for 150 milligrams, say for a 120 pound adult, what you want to do is say, if your toddler is 25 pounds, divide 25 by 120 pounds and that's 20%. So you want to use 20% of the 150 milligrams and that would be 30 milligrams or you you just eyeball about one fifth of the capsule. This is like this, you're not, magnesium citrate is not going to harm your daughter at this level. So you don't have to feel anal about it being exactly 30 milligrams, but just look at about one fifth of the capsule. And you could even do uh, double that two fifths of the capsule. And that, that would be hitting that 150 to 300 milligrams that I tend to give adults if they're, if we're trying to support their body having a bowel movement. When you start this, just put, do it in the morning with their breakfast 
and just like mix it in or, or again with the, a bottle or a drink that they're having with breakfast and wait a whole day and see if she poops better or more with just that. If she does not try the next day, give her some of that same amount in the morning and then in the evening as well and see if that helps her poop. If you did this kind of like 30 milligrams thing and that didn't work, you can up it to two-fifths of the capsule. So it'll be about 60 milligrams. Do it in the morning. See if that works. Um, and, And if not, you can do it in the evening at that higher dose as well. If you do too much, for her body compared to like what other minerals are in her body, she might end up just pooping, but it'll be more liquidy and that you've done too much at that point. And you don't know, like this is not, you're not going to harm your child, but just pull back. Don't do that as much. And it might not be a really helpful technique because we're basically pulling levers in the body of, of minerals. And so there's not going to be one mineral to rule them all. Sometimes even with adults, if they take magnesium citrate, sometimes it works for some people and other people, it doesn't depends on what is else is going on in their body. So this could actually work immensely well. It might be able to completely replace the Restorelax, or maybe you can do a half dose of Restorelax. Talk to your doctor about that if you want input on that specifically. But um, that it is a possibility, and I have seen magnesium citrate be enough for many children. Now, another thing I would consider, especially with your daughter's um, hydrocephalus, is definitely getting craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation for her if you can find someone who has credentials to work with children. So you can go to betterbellytherapies.com find. If I was with you and doing an unstuck session right now, I would take you myself to this page. I would plug in the first three digits of your zip code, and I would pick visceral manipulation practitioner in the advanced search bar and I would see what comes up. I would pick a person who has the most visceral and cranial experience and I would also look to see that they are able or know how to work with children. So this sometimes might be an occupational therapist who works with children and has this training or PT who works with children or a massage therapist who has had, um, you'll want to learn, there's actually pediatric courses for visceral and cranial One's called CSP1. The P stands for pediatrics. The CS is craniosacral. And you can also look for VAP, which is visceral applications in pediatrics. And those are two courses I've taken to work with children. If you want to learn more about the impact of, of craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation on the body and how it relates to constipation, go check out episode 90, which is my episode Fascia 101, The Hidden Force Behind Bloating and Constipation. For her hydrocephalus, you want to make sure, again, that you're working with somebody who can work with children, also work with somebody who knows how to work with shunts or is confident in it. So you can contact the person and say, I have a toddler with a shunt for hydrocephalus. Are you able to work with them? Are you comfortable working with them? Because you just want to make sure that that's, that's an extra consideration and you don't want to get someone who's untrained and they do something too forceful and they could aggravate the shunt. That would be bad, <laughs> but you can, she can still get this body work with a shunt and it's actually really indicated. She could really benefit from it. I don't know 
again, I can't say it's for sure going to relieve the constipation, but I would 100% go and get it. And it's going to help her body work with the shunt together better. So she and the and her shunt are best friends. <laughs> you can find all these all this information that I just gave about magnesium citrate and how to find a craniosacral therapist and visceral manipulation practitioner near you on my constipation, my free constipation PDF, which you can get at betterbellytherapies.com slash constipation or by clicking clicking the link in the show notes. So when it comes to grainy poop, this uh, brought to mind several possible considerations. Number one, poor fat breakdown. I'm immediately interested in does she is she producing enough bile on her own stomach acid? Does her is her stomach able to rotate and move? Same with her liver. That would be a, a visceral manipulation. Some somebody who does visceral manipulation can consider how does her stomach rotating? How is her how is her liver moving? Can it move the way you want it to so that she can move bile into the large into the small intestine? And um, you can also use a safe bile support for kids. So those would be some things to consider. Um, That's one thing that can make poop grainy for children is just poor fat breakdown. She's basically pooping out the fat in these like really small granules. It's one possibility. Something else to consider is dehydration. As long as she's not dehydrated from vomiting or diarrhea or um, just like loss of water somehow, then most likely she is dehydrated from lack of electrolytes, in which case one of my favorite things for kids is jigsaw electrolytes called pickleball. It has a lot of potassium in it, which is one of the missing ingredients often for kids and adults. So jigsaw pickleball. You can get that at my Fullscript account, betterbellytherapies.com slash Fullscript and get 10% off all supplements and get free shipping for over $50 and access to a lot of brands you can only get through a practitioner plus protocols that I've shared publicly with my clients. So um, go and check that out and you can give that to her as well. A lot of kids are okay with that flavor and you just add it to water. And then Uh, Another thing that I considered, and I'm actually having a podcast episode air in two days from this podcast on oxalates, but oxalate dumping or having a high oxalate load in the body can be, can also cause grainy poop. And like I said, this is going to come up in episode 148. So check that out and listen to it and listen to what are the symptoms she's dealing with. Does she possibly have overlap with other symptoms in that episode? And that would be some other considerations you could bring to um, a doctor, getting her further testing, things like that. So that had to do with the two things, the grainy poop and the pooping more often. But I also wanted a third consideration for you, Amy, which is, have you ever considered or looked into for either your daughter or even yourself, something called the MTHFR gene mutation? So I see this gene mutation a lot with constipation. I also see it and, and it, it can be a big component in any type of neurological development alteration, including hydrocephalus, where or like neural tube de- defects. And the reason for that is that we it the MTHFR gene mutation alters your ability to convert folic acid into a usable form of folate, and folic acid is a B vitamin. And if you can't convert this into a usable form, you you will essentially be deficient in this in this vitamin that runs everything from it detoxing processes in the body to digestion to tissue formation, particularly neural tissue development. So it's possible that if you, Amy, have the MTHFR gene mutation, even if you were eating folic 
uh, acid or foods that are fortified with folic acid, if you couldn't convert it into methylated folate, then that could have affected her neural tube development. And she also would then have a higher likelihood of herself having the MTHFR gene mutation. And that would cause ongoing um, alterations in her health. There's a lot to be said on the MTHFR gene mutation. You don't need to have gene testing to go and support it. The gene testing can sometimes verify if it's something going on. I have never tested any clients with it, but, but we'll do specific strategies uh, assuming that they have the testing or that assuming that they, they might have the gene mutation and they and when they improve, we just assume that this is something going on. But you can give your your daughter the B6 complex by pure encapsulations. Just give her one-fifth capsule daily. Again, you don't need to do any more than daily when it comes to B vitamins. It will turn her pee yellow, but you can mix it in with any food she's eating or a juice um, or milk. And that can help her if she if she's having this constant nutrient deprivation that would be irritating the MTHFR gene then that would impact constipation ox, even oxalates which you'll you'll hear if you go listen to episode 148 coming out in 2 days so another thing that's really common with the MTHFR gene mutation is gluten sensitivity it's really common when you look at a lot of the research that there's gluten sensitivity with people who have the MTHFRG mutation. So I would either have her go gluten-free or um, get gluten sensitivity testing. I would use the Wheat Zoomer by Vibrant America. It's a finger prick test you can do at home. I do it with my clients. If you can find a practitioner who does that, it's the most in-depth wheat testing that I know of. And just doing testing through a doctor, typically they're only going to be doing celiac testing and she is most likely going to come up negative for that. And that does not mean she is not wheat sensitive and it's not affecting her entire body. So uh, anytime, again, I am concerned or considering MTHFR as a component of what's going on, go gluten-free and give your child a dose of methylated B vitamins. And lastly, if we were in an unstuck session, I'd be asking you, is this child, child irritable? Does she not sleep well? Did she have quote-unquote colic as an infant? Did she, does she have nightmares? Is she sensitive, like really sensitive to teething? Does she cry a lot in terms of she doesn't seem to regulate well. Like she's really fearful. She jumps at sounds. She needs comfort from you a lot. Like children need comfort. They don't self-regulate, but if they dysregulate really easily, that's another sign that there's a lot of toxicity going on in her body or possibly just nutrient deficiency, maybe microbiome imbalance. And I would be looking deeper into things. But those are some, some just initial quick things you can do to try and support her and see can you help her start pooping a little bit better while also um, looking into some other strategies and practitioners and people to partner with to look at her optimizing her health overall for the long term. I hope that helped you, Amy. And if you are listening to this and want to ask a question yourself, you can submit a question at betterbellytherapies.com slash askallison anonymously or by leaving your name. You can join my free Facebook community at betterbellytherapies.com therapies.com slash Facebook, or you can have an unstuck session with me, which is a 45 minute session where you can submit any lab work you currently have. You can talk with me one-to-one on what's going on in your health and get some really specified uh, strategies for what to be doing next in your health and get my eyes 
on your health. We can ask questions just like I had some questions here that I'd be asking Amy if we were doing this one-to-one and walk away with some really tactical, practical things to do to get your health where you want it to be. You can book an unstuck session by going to betterbellytherapies.com slash unstuck. I hope you guys have a great Tuesday and I will see you in two days for our Thursday episode. Hey friend, I hope you loved this episode. If you've been a fan for a while or newly loving this podcast, can you do me a favor? Drop into Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. When you leave a review, you do so much. You help me know you're listening. You can tell me what you're loving so I know what to make more of. And you help others by boosting this podcast so other people like you can find the podcast too. I mean, it's a win, 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 right? So if you want a way to pay it forward, just go to Apple Podcasts or click the link in my show notes and leave a rating and review. And if you want some more free stuff, just head over to my free Facebook group, betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook, and you can get access to all of my free support for you, including some Facebook group exclusive stuff like my podcast episode vault, where you can search the Better Belly podcast by topic and find exactly what you need to expedite your healing. I cannot wait to see you guys in there. Catch you guys next week.